All right, we're back. Um, uh, and, uh, and we haven't cooled off. Not really. Because we read recently, within this past week, before Easter Sunday, an article about some something one of the churches in our area was going to do on Easter Sunday. And many of them, many of the churches in the area were probably following suit. Because it was a denominational church. Now, Curtis, I'm going to let you talk about what they said that they were going to do, particularly to the part about what they think, what, what they said would not be there. Yeah. Well, the, the article was found in the Peoria Journal Star uh, newspaper and uh, was a, a, a sectional piece done about how churches are going to be welcoming worshipers during the holiday season, the Easter holidays. And uh, it was basically a, uh, a short piece on uh, the accommodations. <laughs> I'm using that word kindly, uh, kind of nicely. Uh, the accommodations that churches were going to be providing their worshipers uh, if they decided to come to church uh, due to COVID regulation and, and uh, all of that mess. A uh, couple of the things that this church was going to do, of course, you know, pews were going to be socially distanced and spaced. Um, uh, you had to wear a mask. You were going to have your temperature taken when you, when you walked in and, and uh, you know, disinfection methods were being employed and and then uh, the the real interesting stuff was uh, they they weren't going to serve communion uh, in the traditional manner they were going to hand you your wafer and your little uh, your, a, a packet of wine i guess uh, you know hermetically sealed in, in a in a plastic bag <laughs> I don't know where the personal, I, I don't know. They're, to me, that's kind of I, impersonal. Yeah, yeah, the blood of Christ was not hermetically sealed. It was poured out. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the most alarming thing was that they were going to allow you to come in and worship, but there would be no hymnals. Oh, wait a minute. Tell them how they were going to hand out the bulletins. They were going to wear the... The uh, medical gloves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have surgical gloves on to hand out bulletins. and um, So there'd be no hymnals. Normally, they're in a pew in front of you. Yeah. There is a little rack for a couple of hymnals. So for, for congregational singing. So I'm assuming that if there were no hymnals, they basically were doing away with congregational singing for that service. Yeah. Easter service. Does that mean that there's not going to be any praise team? Oh my goodness. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Say it's not true. Um, but the most alarming thing was they said there would be no hymnals, nor would there be any Bibles. Oh, no Bibles. Let's see. Come to church and worship without the word of God. 
I don't know. Doesn't seem too effective to me. Doesn't seem like worship at all. If you're not carrying the word with you. And not only just physically, but but mentally and, and spiritually, uh, carry the word with you. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, and it, it's sad. It, it does make me angry that they that they would do that. That what because what what the church is doing is it's caving. It, it, it's uh, uh, too too eager to accommodate secular society. I know that the separation of church and state was not specifically provided for in the Constitution. It wasn't. But it is an understood doctrine that the church needs to be separate from the state. Uh, God said, be ye holy as I am holy. Yeah, and the state is definitely not holy, okay? Amen. Let's, let's face it. Look, look at everything they've done. Do you think your progressive tax increase is holy? I don't think so. You think you think uh, uh, property taxes rising is holy? I don't think so. Do you think you think that maybe in, in infringement upon your Second Amendment rights is a holy thing? No, it has nothing to do with being holy. It has everything to do with out and out control of the masses. So, does the church need to be separate from the state? Yes. Is the church making great efforts to separate itself from the state? Not when they pull crap like this. Not when they pull crap like this. With that being said, Pastor, I can feel my blood boiling again, so yeah, let cooler heads prevail. Okay. Well, I'm, my head's not cooler. Uh, um, and uh, we prayed that God would be with our minds and our mouth before we started this thing. We always do. Um, we Put a put a watch upon my mouth, the psalmist said. That's and, why I handed the mic over. And my mother used to say, "Watch your mouth, young man." And so, uh, yeah, what what comes out of our mouth, we want to be be very careful of. So, um, now let's get back to this no Bible stuff. Wow, wow, that, know, that would have been unheard of 30, 40 years ago. I mean, just totally unheard of. You know, back in the early days of the uh, of the uh, of the pioneers, uh, the book that they carried was the Bible, and the book that they taught from in their in their Christian schools <laughs> was the Bible. Even in their public schools, they taught. Even, from the yeah, Bible. that's right. They they taught from the Bible. They taught people how to read. Sure, won't from, see that today, will you? Um, not very, not very often. But here, let me say a few things about about the Bible. Um, if you read Psalm one nineteen, it's a long psalm, but boy, oh boy, um, it's it talks a lot about the Word of God, the very Bible. In fact, let me read you a couple of verses. Um, in, in Psalm 119, verse 9, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. But there won't be any Bibles in our church on Resurrection Sunday. Shame. 
How can you shame, take, how can you take shame. heed to something that you're not willing to carry with you the earth, that's or read from? Yeah. <laughs> you wonder why our churches are going to hell these days? Is that any wonder? Then look at this. He says this, the psalmist, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's right. Oh, my goodness. How do you keep from sinning against God? Hiding his word, the Bible, in your hearts. Yeah, how do you do that? Without having a Bible. Yeah. 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 And, and it's interesting. On and on and on. Um, in, in Psalm 119, uh, verse 105, it, it says this. And, uh, well, let, let's, no, let's, let's go to... Uh, Psalm 119, verse 89, first of all, it says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. By the way, that has to deal with one of the doctrines that we're teaching on theology. God knows everything. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning. So uh, so the, the psalmist was singing the song, Forever, O Lord, thy word is is settled in heaven. If it was forever settled in heaven, why wouldn't he dictate it to men so they would write it down just like he wanted them to? He did. But wait a minute. You don't want to carry his word in the church. And the church doesn't want to provide you with a word. How shameful. Oh. Yeah, but by the Say way. Yeah. And so in, in, in verse 105 of Psalm 119, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You don't even know where the heck to go without the word of God. And well, I'm a gonna, lot of people think they know which way to go. Uh, I would not enter the doors of that church unless I had a Bible under my arm and they had pew Bibles available for, visit, for visitors. I would not. I'm not going to. And I have not. Oh, wait just a minute. Let's continue. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 129 and 30. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Well, stay simple if you want. I guess that's your choice. But with the absence of the Bible, what chance do you have? Isn't that amazing? Psalm 109, uh, verse 160. Let's read that verse. It says, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Did David love the word of God? Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, would he be at home in a church that we just talked about? <laughs> no. No, he wouldn't. I don't, I don't think so. And by the word, I by the way, I think you probably probably could have church without uh, without having hymnals. But good grief, my uh, my Bible tells me that we were to sing unto the Lord, sing praises unto God, and and uh, without a hymnal, it'd be kind of difficult unless you've memorized it. But. Tell me something, folks. Most Christians don't go to church a lot, uh, enough to have memorized anything. Right. And by the way, uh, my Lord Jesus, and we, we talked about this in their first half hour, 
when Satan was tempting him uh, and he had, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. He was, he was God in the flesh, but he was also human. So he, he was hungry. And so Satan came and said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. If you're the son of God. Well, what was Jesus' answer? He said, it is written. See, he quoted scriptures. Jesus Christ was quoting the Bible. You don't want one in your church, though, I guess. Uh, you know, I'd rather have COVID-19 than die in my sins and go to hell. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't mean that I really want it. But uh, if I had my choice, I'll take the COVID-19 first. Yeah. So, uh, boy, now where was I? Oh, uh, he said, he said to Satan, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Folks, from Genesis 1-1 until the very last chapter uh, in, the, in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, it's the word of God. Oh, but hey, that's not in your church today, or, uh, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday of all, of all Sundays. Of all Sundays. Of all Sundays. And it's not there. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why even go? By the way, one of the reasons we do this is because, A, there are some people out there that don't go to the church, but will listen on a podcast. But if you're listening to our podcast, we urge you to go to a fundamental, independent, Bible-believing, God-fearing, salvation-preaching, gospel-preaching church. Because you need the fellowship. Hebrews 10, 15 says, 25 says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And then it goes on to say that we should be exhorting one another. Fellowship with other believers is, is, is commanded. Well, let's get back to this not having a Bible in your church. My Lord Jesus Christ was praying for his disciples. And in John chapter 17, which most theologians and good Bible teachers uh, and scholars say is, uh, is Jesus' high priestly prayer. And it is. He was praying for those men who he was going to send out into the world and preach what? The gospel, which was part of God's word. My goodness. Of course, you won't hear that in your church because... No Bible. You may get some fancy stories. You might even be told, as uh, we talked about in our first half hour of this episode, that you can save yourself. Yeah. So that's how perverted it's becoming. And so Jesus, in his high priestly prayer, said in John 17, verse 17, he said, sanctify them, my disciples, by the truth. Yeah. Thy Word is truth. Oh, but not coming in the door of our church this Sunday, huh? Listen, folks, if I found that out about the church I was going to, I would never return to it again. So, now, because of the things we've been saying, I want to tell you a, a brief story. And we'll finish this episode in five, five or seven minutes, I suppose. But some time ago, 
I was going to a real good gospel preaching church. The pastor was was the great Dr. J.B. Hickson. You can get on his website, notbyworks.org. He really cuts it straight, a good preacher. And this young lady, a married lady, uh, uh, and a, a lovely married couple that didn't have children yet, uh, but she caught me out in the foyer and she knew that I'd been a pastor. And she said, Dick, have you read Jeremiah 23? And I knew just why she was asking it because she had just recently read it. And I'm going to read you some excerpts from it. I told her, oh, yes, you mean when God pronounced woes upon the pastors and the priests and the prophets. And she looked at me and she said, yes. So let's learn. Look at Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah was sent to uh, Jerusalem to the people of Judah. Uh, he was told to run up and down the, tree, the streets to see if he could find anybody that was that was on God's side, and and he didn't find anybody. Ezekiel was told pretty much the same thing in the book of Ezekiel. But here's what here's what Jeremiah twenty three says. All right, now when I went to Bible college, I was taught, and rightly so, that everything rises and falls on leadership. That's why you have a pastor a shepherd, a leader who is supposed to preach to you the word of God and lead you beside the still waters. But there was a time in the history of Israel when that wasn't happening. Jeremiah 23, verse 1 starts out. It says, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Wow. The pastors? Yeah, Senator Warnock. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to mention the pastor's name of the church in this area, but she knows who she is. All right. Enough said. Probably won't be listening to this podcast because of what we do. But anyway, it goes on to say, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors, that feed my people, you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Watch out, pastors. Don't you dare leave the word of God out of your worship services. Don't you dare. In Jeremiah 23, 9, Jeremiah wrote, My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. It says in verse 10, for the land is full of adulterers, for because of swearing, the land mourneth. Verse 11 says, for both the prophets and the priests are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. It's wicked to withhold the word of God from the people that you're supposed to lead. <clears throat> But that's what's happening in the church of Jesus in, in the church of Jesus Christ today. It's, it's, it's scattering the sheep. It's terrible. Oh boy. And, and on and on. Um, he says, uh, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. Now, it wasn't so much the physical act of adultery, it was spiritual adultery. 
it was sleeping with the enemy. Oh, boy. It's amazing. The prophets of Jerusalem, there is profaneness, is gone forth into all the land. Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart. Oh, like you can save yourselves? Huh. And not out of the mouth of the Lord. Yep. It's amazing. God says to Jeremiah, write this down. I have not sent these prophets. Yet they ran. Here they are. They're in places of leadership. I have not spoken of them yet. They prophesied. They preached. Something like, you can save yourself. Hmm. Through a commitment to helping others. Yeah. Whether you're Christian or not, we can save ourselves. Gee. I have heard what the prophet said, Jeremiah writes. I have heard what the prophet said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How, how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, that are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. You see what happens when you get into a place of leadership and, and you disparage the very Resurrection Sunday where we praise God for having his son die on the cross, buried and raised again from the dead, and that you can save yourselves? My goodness. He said, I'm against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words Everyone from his neighbor. That comes from not having a Bible in your church. When Curtis and I were having this discussion earlier this week, uh, I, I don't know if it was he that said it or me. I think I said it. and said, well, what good would it do? Anyway, they don't read from it. That was you. Yeah. What and good he, would having a Bible do in that church anyway? They don't, they don't carry him in there anyway. And then he says they this. And the burden of the Lord shall you mention no more, for every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God. Save yourselves? It'll never happen. Can't do it. And you wouldn't do it if you could. Um, do without the word of God? Hmm. That's where you find the gospel. Folks, we're doing this as a warning. On our next episode now, we're going to complete uh, the study of theology, who God is, what he is, what he's like, what his attributes are. Uh, and and we, uh, we have been studying the attributes of God. We want you to know God, the God of the Bible, the God of the book, the God of salvation, the God without whom we are lost, the God without whom all of you are lost that don't believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. 
We read to you the gospel message from 1 Corinthians 15, how that Christ died, was buried, and rose again the third day. And if you don't believe that, you've believed something vain. You must believe that. It's not going to church, because your church may not have Bibles in the pews. It's not going, not assembling together, although you should in a local New Testament fundamental Bible teaching church. You should do that if you're saved. Don't just listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah, listen, because we'll teach the Bible. You've had a lot of Bible quoted in this lesson today, and we're going to continue to do that. Next, next podcast will be Saturday when we post it. And we will be completing the study of theology, uh, what to know about God. Now, the best way to know God is to believe him. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Four times the Bible says that. Believe God today, will you? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. What to believe about him? That he died, that he was buried that he rose again the third day. And he did it all to save us from our sins. Us, meaning Curtis and me, and all of you who are listening to our voice. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior by grace through faith, won't you do so today? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And that will do it for another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. It's uh, a shame that we even have to address things like this. It's a shame to the church. And it is a shame to the Christian faith. And it's, it's, uh, I don't think we should be standing for it. I think we need to be standing up and speaking out against it, among other things. Uh, but things like this, we, we cannot allow to stand as doctrine uh, in our churches today. It's extremely dangerous. We wish this could have been a little bit uh, happier uh, hour today. And we will, we will return to our doctrinal studies on uh, theology next week. And we hope that you'll join us for that. Uh, but we thank you for listening in to uh, our brief departure on our current series. And, and uh, uh, sometimes, you know, you just get fed up. And uh, we hope you understand that's kind of where we're at with that. So... Thank you for listening. We pray that you'll tune in with us this coming Saturday uh, when we continue our series on the 10 major Christian doctrines, focusing on the attributes of God. Uh, Until then, be safe. May God bless and keep you. And we'll look forward to being with you on Saturday. This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until Saturday.